This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast and Happy New Year to everybody. Of course, Tottenham Hotspur have just lost 2-0 at home against Aston Villa. I'll tell you what, that was exhausting. But to help me get through today, I've got three very special guests with me. I've got actor Ricky Norwood back with us. Ricky, how are you? Um, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm back home from Torquay with Impanto up in Torquay. So back home and Happy New Year to everybody. It's good to be back on the and the first show of the new year, but um, I wish we were talking about more positive things than what we just watched. Absolutely. And uh, it's great to have Richard Whitehead, MBE, back with us. Rich, happy new year to you. How are you? As always, yeah. Uh, frustrating after a loss. Uh, but yeah, it's great to be back on uh, with the guys as well. And yeah, happy new year to all the Spurs fans that had to um, go through that today. Absolutely. Bollocks. Terrible. Uh, everybody deserves the money back that went today. And uh, the players should hold their heads in shame. That was absolutely terrible today. We'll get into it in a second, Rich. Don't worry. Um, we've also got Leo the Lion back with us. Leo, how are you? I think uh, Spurs are giving me long COVID. I think, <laughs> I think this is... Uh, I've realised that I've been suffering. I actually thought it was is actual COVID, but I think it's Spurs is the Spurs strain that I'm actually experiencing that I've been experiencing for the past <laughs> few years. And I need to fully go into lockdown based on the performances. In fact, I think the whole team needs to, to stay in lockdown based on the performances I've been seeing. Especially this whole season to be fair. I know that we've been, we we started off well but the performances have been shocking and now we're getting to see the reality of, of things, especially... Uh, uh, anyway, go on, next question. <laughs> well, it certainly feels like here we go again. And I tell you what, um, I've just come out of the stadium and I said to the people next to me um, that it just feels like... Today, it feels like that 3-0 home defeat against Manchester United when Nuno 
uh, was then sacked the next day. It just feels like that. The stadium was very, very quiet today. The fans were very, very quiet today. Um, Antonio Conte has just had his press conference. He has just come out and said, I want to be honest. I want to be very clear. I've said this to the club. I've said my opinions. The fans deserve the best. Maybe to stay in fifth place is the best. Maybe sixth place, seventh place, fifth or fourth is the best. Ricky, let's start the show with you. Um, what did you make of today's game? Because it wasn't great. Everybody is very unhappy at the moment. Mate, it's the return of Titanic FC, as somebody tweeted me today um, as I announced that I was be, I'll be back on the show. Um, I don't know, bro. It's it's the same old thing. We've said this for season after season, game after game for a long time now. You know, we we, we are upgrading the squad a little bit by a little bit, but it's just not quick enough. And the investment in in the big players and the right players are just not there. We we've known this. We you know, when Conte came in, we said about a, a left centre back and then we, you know, there was links with Bastoni and then it was it is gonna happen, it's not gonna happen and it, and everybody else, do you know what I mean? We've said that if we're going to have Antonio Conte, then we need two uh, wing-backs that are fit, firing, and can do the job that is being asked of them. And we're still trying to pedal out the same old, same old. You know, we've said that we, we've needed a creative midfielder. It's, we're still waiting, you know? We've said that we've needed attackers up front. Okay, we spent 60 mil um, on Richarlison, but he's not there. We need more than that, you know, and, and we all know this. And it's a shame to be going over the same old problems week in, week out, you know, just like the bloody World Games. I'm sure you're getting bored, Chris. I was talking about the same right-back situation, the same the same old problems every single yep. every single show, not ev even every single game, do you know what I mean? It's like, it just it's just the same old, same old, and I'm disappointed to be coming back on after a great season up in Torquay, and kind of, you know, a, a period off of the Premiership and kind of going, all right, cool, let's go again. But we can't keep going through the same old problems, you know, getting world-class managers, managers that are, you know, top of their class and giving them rubbish and expecting a different result. It's, it's, it's the definition of madness. Do you know what I mean? It's the definition of madness. Go, going and doing the same things and expecting a different result. You know, um, I, I don't know what's happening to Tottenham right now. You know, we do bring a player in and we end up, we end up just dampening their spirit and killing them off a little bit. You know, look at Basuma. Basuma was fantastic for Brighton, and I'm still waiting for him to turn up for Tottenham. Um, playing Hill up front, okay, cool. He's got some minutes under his belt today. He was trying to be lively. He was trying to do what he can do, but the assessment from Conte is true. He's a bit lightweight, easy to push off the ball, and we can't even grab a free kick or a foul from him. So... What what are the, the the upstairs ball doing? You know what what are we doing here? You know the the best time and the best way that I've seen Tottenham play was a four two three one. You know we're trying to move forward. We're trying to go forward with Conte and it's and he's and you know he is a world class manager as Leo will tell you. He is a serial winner. But again, another serial winner comes to Tottenham and it's the same old same old. So until some things start changing upstairs and. Until we start, you know, really taking some risks and really investing in this squad in, 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 in an ambitious way, not in just, oh, let's sell to buy or let's loan to buy or this kind of penny pinching peddling that's going on. It's just not working for us, mate. And, and we, we keep seeing these results week in, week out. You know, when the system does work, when we have seen it work, we can see that it can be exciting. 
it can it, it can be attacking it can be all guns blazing but with the same old same old going on it's not going to change and it's a shame bro for the first time ever after hearing those press conferences you know before brighton and stuff and and uh, just as the premiership started up again in this period hearing those press conferences from conte I feel he's going to leave as well because it's the same thing that Mourinho came out with. It's the same thing that Poch came out with ages ago. You can't build a big, shiny new stadium and put, you know, some eBay furniture in there. It just doesn't bloody well work. So we've got some good pieces. Romero, good piece of business. Perisic, I think he's done well. I think he can do well. You know, um, we've, we've put good pieces in, but we still haven't done what we've needed to do from years and years and years ago. And to be sitting here and be wherever we are in the Premiership right now with them lot at the top of the bloody world table, it, it just screams like, come on, come on. What are we waiting for here? What are we waiting for? Go for it. We're still in the Champions League. I don't know how long for now, but we're still in the Champions League. So can we go and do something? Can we go and be the team that we, we, we try to say that we are year in, year out? You know, Levy wants to talk about the DNA and the and the project and the this and the that. Where is it? Where is it? You know, we need to start taking some risks. We need to start selling off those players that we don't want. If we're going to take a loss on those players, then take that loss, get them out of the club, reinvest it in the, in 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 some new players that we really want that are top of the class, that are the number one targets. Go and get these players. Go and get what this manager wants. Or what and what we've needed for so long. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same old, same old. Come January first next year, Brad. Ricky, I want to come back to you on a number of those points in a second, but I want to get the thoughts uh, from Richard and Leo first on the game. Uh, Rich, what did you make of today's performance? Jeez, um, I think when you when you look at the game as a whole, um, the team didn't start with any confidence. Um, I saw, I saw like nice little bits from Doherty. I saw some nice bits from Perisic. Harry Kane did not touch the ball until the twentieth minute. He didn't touch the ball until the. T- he's he's meant to be our go-to player. He did not touch the ball until the twentieth minute when he earned that that free kick. Absolutely terrible. Now you cannot tell me. If you're a player on that pitch and you haven't touched the ball for 20 minutes, you're not going to be wanted to make something happen. Forget staying in your position. You want you want to be flying into a tackle just to actually make something happen. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I'm not sure what they were told at the start. From the starting lineup, didn't look right. Um, the game itself. Uh, when I looked at the the starting lineup, I'm like going, are we? Are we playing to win this game or are we playing not to lose it? And that was and that was like in my head going, I know what Villa are gonna do. I've got Villa mates that say all they were coming to to our stadium to hit us on the, the counter-attack, to uh, feed off our mistakes, which they did. Um and you because of that, because of that way of playing, it doesn't breed confidence. And when you've got players in your team Hugh Gellerys just lost the World Cup. Harry Kane just missed the key penalty in, in the in the World Cup. You've got other players that are lacking in confidence. How are you going to build that confidence by playing this shitty football 
that the fans can't even get behind. If the fans are on your back, if the fans are not singing your name, supporting you, how are you going to have that confidence? Somebody like Sonny. So Sonny's have had that that uh, eye socket injury, which has clearly affected his confidence in the in a in and around the ball, and when he's got the ball moving forwards, it's clear that's why his performance has gone down the pan. A lot of fans have got on onto his onto his backs because he's been playing really poor. I, I actually believe he's because of that that injury because it's actually affected his his balance and how he moves with the ball. The the fans have now affecting how he's actually controlling the ball. You saw it the, the last couple of minutes. The ball came to him. He didn't actually know where the ball was. The ball went out, out of play. Absolutely terrible game. But that sums up our season. The last seven or eight games, we've been conceding two and three goals every game. Like, it's yeah. been terrible. Defensively, terrible. Yes, we've had key players out. Uh, with <coughs> Richarlison... Benson Kerr, people like that. But we should have a squad that the management develop, they put into place for they knew that the World Cup was coming round. We should have had resources put in place for this kind of situation so that when we come back that we that we're straight on it. And players like Harry Kane, players like uh, Sonny can be rested and then brought back into the team. Their World Cup Winning goalkeeper did not play today. Martinez did not play today, and they they had the confidence of their number two, and that just shows where where they're at compared with us. We are sliding in confidence, sliding in performances, and and you look at the team. I cannot see how we're going to improve without major reinforcements in January. Well, we'll certainly come on to talk about the January transfer window because, of course, the January transfer window now is officially open. Uh, let's wait and see what we do in this window. Yeah. Um, Leo, let's get your thoughts on today's game. Well, to be honest, um, <clears throat> we've we've all seen um, the pattern of play since the beginning of the season. We know that we always start slow. Um even though we be, we were, we were we had the best start of the season, you know, I would say probably the last five or six games. Um, we know we know what to expect. We're going to get dominated. We're going to concede first. We'll probably concede one or two goals. Second half will start, and then obviously something happens. We 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 play better. We catch up. We either equalize or we we win the last minute. This this is what you know we're accustomed to as a Spurs fan watching Tottenham play. Um, these days. So today, you know, um, we're playing Aston Villa, a team that, you know, in the past, you would think that Spurs, you know, will be on the front for attacking, you know, especially when we were playing on the on the pitch. This is what we, this is what we're kind of expecting. But based on what we've seen this season, it kicked off and it was like, yeah, typical, you know, the Spurs, Aston Villa dominating us, you know, it, and it's been like that, you know, it doesn't matter what team we're playing. They could be like, fourth division fifth division and they'll be dominating us they'll be they'll be playing like they're barcelona you know against against spurs um and then you know it's just lackluster everything is just we're just second to the ball the balls don't really uh, um drop to us so even though you know i still felt okay they're probably going to score and then we're going to come back and do what we always do but today i was bored today i was like i just this is boring this is boring this is like I'm not inspired. Like I, I don't even care 
I don't I don't even like the fact that we're we're conceding the having to play. I don't like this this feeling, you know. Um so just to just I'm gonna be brief, but you know, the, the only the only respite that I have um is the fact that you know we we were missing players, key players, two key players that I know can make a huge difference, which are you know obviously in Kulisevsky and, and, and Bentacore, those two players, you know, really you know, transform Spurs, especially when we saw that when Kulu got injured and he came back, you, the, the the fact that he was able to create things when he when he plays, be able to beat a man, something that you know, um, you know, Brian Hill was struggling to do. You know, I, you know, I, I saw him play. Um, I, in fact, the funny thing is, I saw his his show reel when we signed him, and I, I honestly believe that he was the new Messi, the way that you know his his, his play. But he's come to the Premiership now. And he, he plays like a featherweight, you know, like he, like the wind is just blowing him off the ball. He's on the ground, you know, it, 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 it can't, you can't beat a man, you know. It's like, but he, you can see his effort. You can see him trying, mm. but it's it's just not it's just not good enough. And we we know that um, Spurs don't really have, or should I say, Conte, not doesn't have the players that he wants. Conte hasn't had the opportunity to get the players that he wants. That's the only respite that I have. I, I, you know, obviously, I'm still 100% behind Conte. I still believe in him. I still believe that he can succeed. Um, I still believe that he he needs the windows to get his players in. We have to look at past situations with with even with Klopp when Klopp came in to 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 manage Liverpool. It took some time for Klopp to to turn things around. They they there was a period when Liverpool used to cons- used to to be two 0 up or three 0 up and lose four three. You know that was you know and and you know they 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 stuck with Klopp and you know they they made some major signings with with uh, in the defense and look what happened to to Liverpool. Um, look at Arsenal now. You know, um, look at uh, you know with Arteta the fact that you know for the first couple of seasons obviously I know that he won a, a cup which I kind of like it's a bit of a mistake. However, but you know he was struggling. You know, even last season they wanted him out. You know, the, the, they weren't getting the results. It was it was hit and miss. So, ba- and look how look how Arsenal are playing now. So, based on you know how football is, I don't think that it's fair for us to um, to be too down on the situation right now. We're still in the building process. Conte still needs time to find his players. Um, we need time to understand who we are as Spurs. We, we, we weren't as good as Liverpool were when Klopp t- took over and we weren't as good as Arsenal were when Arteta took over. So we just need to, um, we need to be patient. We need to, <laughs> we need to feel the burn right now and probably believe that this is the process that we have to go through to achieve success. You know, the fact that we're, we're losing, the fact that we've lost today could, could be an impetus for us to go hard, harder this window, you know, because obviously Conte doesn't like to lose, and maybe this could be a resurgence in in Spurs and Levy thinking, okay, you know what, we really, really need to not mess up this time. We really, really need to back back Conte. So that's the only respite that I have. I feel like there's so much to talk about um, on that yeah. subject, um, Ricky. Let's come back to some of your points um, because today. Um, I heard a number of fans uh, and, and, of course, seen on social media in the short time that I left the stadium and, and, and started this stream. Uh, some people are blaming the players. 
a lot of people are blaming Antonio Conte. A lot of people are blaming uh, the Tottenham Hotspur board. The fans, when they did sing today, uh, were singing about they want Daniel Levy gone from the club. Um, now, Gavin Mills writes here, uh, we can all put up the negative football uh, if you're winning. Uh, we've just been scraping results all season. Lose at Palace and then Conte is gone. Uh, he should go now. What are your thoughts on the people who don't want Antonio Conte as our manager? Because there are a lot of people wanting Conte gone right now. They're just the, they're, they're fools. That's not the idiots. <laughs> No, you know what? It, it's uh, you know we, we've said for a long time that the problem started at the top, and you, you, you're asking Conte to come in, and he done fantastic when he did come in with the with, with uh, a side that was Titanic FC, and he got us into the top four with that with that squad. He motivated them. We done some new stuff, and we started moving forward. But this summer was a really important summer. We know how quickly Conte likes to work. We know that he wants to win, not just get into the top four. He wants to win. So you, you need to provide him with the tools for him to go to work and, and do the job that he wants us to do. But um, it, it, it comes from the top. I mean, if Conte goes tomorrow, <clears throat> what's going to happen? Same old, same old. We're going to start the project again. We're going to, exactly. even if even if Poch comes back, right? And, you know, I love Poch a bit. Even if he comes back, we've got to start from scratch again. We've got to figure out who can do what job again. Now, we might have so many wing-backs that we need a right-back. Do you know what I mean? Because the wing-backs are used to play, being played further up the field. This is, you know, the beginning of Doherty's career when he was asked to play right-back and couldn't do it. So there's so many things. There's so many things. They need to, like Leo was saying there, this guy we know is a world-class manager that is at the top of his game. And you really haven't, you've given him a little bit and look what happens when you give him a little bit. Look what happens when you bring in Romero. Look what happens when you bring in Bentico. Look what happens when you bring in Kulisevsky. Things start to change. So you need to give him the quality that he requires. You know, the, the, the players that he requires to go out there and do the job. Do I think he's a little bit stringent and, and uh, a little bit kind of strict himself? Yeah, he is. And I would love to, to see a bit more of Spence. You know, he looks strong, he looks big, he looks quick. You know, there, there's a bit of kind of that kind of um, naivety in him where there's no fear. <coughs> He's got a lot to prove right now. So but Ricky, there, but Ricky, there, there, could, there could be a positive in there. Go on, go on, brother. But Ricky, but Ricky how, how, it's, you know, I hear what you're saying. Even I want to get players like, um, you know, Spence on. But at the end of the day, we're talking about Conte. You know, Conte, yeah. we, we can't question his 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 ability you know he, he's he's won it he, he's a winner you know we can't we we can't we i, I agree with you 100 percent. we he needs spurs fans need to really humble we need to humble ourselves and understand who we are and where we've been and what what job is that we need to do content needs time like you said we've got bentacle we've got kulisevsky great players players that i believe can walk into any top any top five team you know and so we need to give Conte the, the, the players. We, we, can, we, we know that he doesn't trust the players out there. I don't trust yeah. the players out there, you know? Yeah. So maybe that's why the Spurs are playing the way that they play. I'll, I'll say something real quick, real quick. I remember um, I did a tournament once, a snooker tournament. And um, I, I was with, I was, it was a mixed couples tournament. And I couldn't play snooker for shit, right? And so I didn't trust in my abilities. And I, I, I sure didn't trust in... In my my partner's abilities, 
But I said to her, you know what we need to do? We just need to play our all-out defence. We just need to just position our balls near the holes so that when they make the mistakes, we just tap it in, you know? And we weren't attacking. We weren't. Do it was the most boring tactics of, of snooker playing in my life. But we won, we won the championship. We won, we won the tournament, right? And we were all, we laughing about it. But I believe this is kind of similar to what Conte is doing because he doesn't trust the players that he has at Spurs. So some, so maybe whether he's telling the players to, to <laughs> more defensively or not, I don't know. But this is sure, it's sure kind of what we're seeing. It's not an attacking flow. It's, he's, he's not playing Spence. He's not, you know, Sessignon and all these guys. They're not really the Conte players that we know Conte would utilise and maximise. So we just have to give Conte some time to get the players they want. And then we can, then we can say, Conte, you, you, we've given you money. We've given you your players. It's been three, four seasons now and we're still playing dead. Then, you know, I can understand when the fans say Conte out. But to say Conte out during a pandemic, where we've, we've come from a pandemic, during where we've... we've, 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 we've um, after the fact that he got us to the top four with the limited players and resources that he had, the fact that we've had the best start for this season um, uh, to, for Spurs, we've had a World Cup during this time. Yes, we lost the, the, the last, we lost today's game, but we can't get over ourselves and think that Spurs are a team that can just be sacking world-class players because yeah. they've not turned right. Spurs club that has been in demise for 22 years to a championship side overnight. It's ridiculous. Yep, yep. And I agree yeah. with you, brother. But this is what I was saying. It's like with Conte, he is stringent. And with these last couple of press conferences that he's been coming out with, he's been talking about the politics, club politics. He's been talking about the club vision. He's been talking about the club policy on, on buying and recruiting players, which is, for the first time ever, has kind of made me think that he's starting to distance himself and he's starting to prepare himself for an out right now. So that's why even more so that this January is very, very important, very vital to really what do we want to achieve? You can't bring in a guy that is at the top of his game and tell, you know, that, that, that works with Titanic bloody well pens left, right and centre and give him a, a dead HB pencil from school. Do you know what I mean? You can't do that. You've got to give him what he bloody well needs. And he's the only one to hold that, that board and that scouting system to account. So right now, this is why this this period of time is super important. That's why he hasn't signed a new deal. Do you know what I mean? Because he he's I think he's hearing murmurings where he's like, oh, I think I think the same old thing's gonna happen now. So I think he might be looking it out. So then that then what did the board do as well? Now they've got a ready made excuse already to not spend money because he's looking for an out. We tried to get him to sign, yeah. but he didn't want to sign. So now how can we give him a hundred million, a hundred and fifty, uh, two hundred million to spend on the squad when we're going to have to start all again in the summer again if somebody else comes in? There's so no way any can not going to back him. There's no way any can not going to back him. There's no way. They have, listen, they're they finished. have to. They're finished. Listen, they're they have, leaves. They, it's it's we're we're gonna see riots at Spurs ground. This manager has to be backed. One hundred percent has to be backed. Everyone knows it. He will be backed. There's no there's no out. Well, Spurs I don't know whether there's any guarantees, uh, uh, Leo. I, I I just don't know how you can go from Pochettino to Jose Mourinho to Antonio Conte and not be successful. And let's face it, and let's be honest about it. Um, the board said many times that the stadium was going to be a game changer. Uh, so hoping. I'm praying, uh, you know, for all of our 
our sakes, you know, everyone who, who supports Spurs, um, you know, we want to see success at our football club. And Antonio Conte yeah. is the man. He's a world-class manager. If, if there's anyone who's going to deliver trophies, it will be him. Now, Craig has very kindly um, given us some comments um, from Antonio Conte in the last few minutes. Uh, to become title uh, contenders, you need a solid foundation, 14 to 15 strong quality players and the young players to develop. And every season you can add two players, but two players to invest £60 million. He then went on to say, um, I was very clear with the club and in the summer people spoke about Tottenham as title contenders. From my experience, it was a bit crazy to read this, but you have to accept this. Um, let me go back to, um, actually, before we go any further, can I ask you all, how confident are you right now that Antonio Conte will finish this season as Spurs manager? I'm very confident. Uh, I'll, I can tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, one, Conte is a winner. Conte is a winner, and I know the psychology. The psychology, for example, he's got Klopp, Pep, he's got Arteta, and all these other uh, um, uh, managers that he's competing with. And it's not like Tottenham are not a team that you know. When when we're firing, we could be up there with all the best, right? I don't know what other team he's going to go for. If he quits, he is going to look like he is a failure. You know, he's going to look like he's a, like he he's just quit Spurs. You know, so yeah, but Leo, man, I think I think he's obviously a serial winner. That's 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 used to a certain kind of work ethic. He's used to a certain kind of tools that he's able to work with. And you look at the team today, terrible, mm. like terrible work ethic, terrible bench. But do you I, think I, are these his players? He Richard? could walk away. He could walk away. But are these his players? But but he, yeah. he, how how could he walk away? If, of course he could. He's not going to be a ca captain of a, a, of a sinking ship. And he's, he's seeing that sinking now. Yeah, but he has to buy the The thing is, Leo, the thing is, I, I, I'm very much in Ricky's camp where the more I hear Antonio Conte talk, the more worried I am about the future of the club and the more well, I'm worried about like the future. He spoke like this. He spoke like this. He has spoke like this. He has spoke like this before, bro. But like, I think where we're at right now, you got to look at what he said in the past as well. He, he, do you remember when he spoke about lies? And he was like, you know what? Don't lie to me. You know, not even a little lie, not even a good lie. Just be truthful with me. And I think that the way that he's held the board and the scouting system to account since he's been here, this is why this period of time right now, we've just hit January 1st, but we're seeing Chelsea invest, we're seeing Man United, we're seeing all of the big boys. You know, Liverpool just got gap poached, you know what I mean? Not that we was ever in for him, but, you know, they, they, they're going out. Last year, uh, January, they went and got Luis Diaz, you know? So we, we need players of these this type of quality, of, of this standard that Conte has signed off on, that has given the, given the big green tick and an A-star beside their name. We don't need no B star or no C stars right now. We need to give them what he needs. But right now, I just the more I hear him speak for the first time ever, pre World Cup, I'm like hundred percent, hundred percent. This guy's staying because of all of the reasons that you said. Hundred percent because it'd be one of one of the biggest things that he could have achieved if he can win with a side like us after the Titanic exactly. up and down, left, right, and center. Yeah. But, yep. Yeah, but Ricky, is if, that if you knows, emotionally talking though? Is that if, you emotionally but, talking, or is that you you thinking like practically and going actually, this is what this man is. This is how he works. I think I think he works more on that that business aspect where he kind of thinks I ain't going to improve these players. I'm off. 
Yeah, but he's not well, trying I, to use these players. He's trying to invest and buy his players. He, we need to give him time but, to buy players. He's not going to improve Sessignon. He's not, he's not going he's, he's to he's have that time. He's not going to have that time, is he? But the thing is, we, we, we know, Leo, that, um, you know, in the last January transfer window, and this is exactly what we need again, you bring two players in uh, yep. that change the whole dynamic of the side, Kulaseski and Benton Kerr. Uh, you know, we were playing Europa Conference League football. You know, them two practically got us to, uh, you know, Champions League football, got us over the line. We need another transfer window like that. I just get the vibe from Antonio Conte and what he's saying in the press conferences at the moment that the club are not going to give him the money or the resources to do exactly what he wants to do. Improve this team, improve this squad and title, uh, you know, uh, challenge for titles, challenge for trophies. When you look at everybody around us, um, you know, we need to bypass what they're doing. Everybody is bypassing us and everybody is improving, uh, you know, week after week after week. And, uh, and we're not. Um, it's very worrying uh, again at the moment. And I know everybody, you know, the amount of people who stopped me at the stadium today and said, well, if Antonio, and this is before the game, I might add, oh, if Antonio Conte, it don't work out of him, it's OK, we'll bring Pochettino back. And I said to every single one of them, and what is Pochettino going to do? You know, I'm a big fan of Pochettino, one of the biggest fans of Pochettino uh, at Tottenham. Um, but if Pochettino suddenly walked into the club tomorrow, what's he going to do? You know, is he going to be backed in in the way that he wasn't? You know, he he went 518 days without spending a penny at Spurs to so, so, a Champions League final. That will never happen again. Um, so, what you, so what are you trying no. to say? Are you trying to say that regardless of who comes in, Spurs? Uh, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say, is the club seriously need to back our manager to take this club forward um, no, because that's I'm what sick. You want. Yeah, I'm sick to death, Leo, of talking on this channel about trophies, lack of trophies. You know, 2008, our last trophy, it is ridiculous. They showed a, a clip today inside the stadium of our, us last winning the FA Cup, 1991. It is ridiculous. I'm sick to death of our club not winning trophies and progressing in the way that it should. You bring a world-class manager in like Antonio Conte, then back the guy. That's what I, I'm saying. I, I, absolutely, no, but I absolutely agree with you. I, you know, I, I honestly believe there's no way... Spurs are, 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 are in checkmate now. With Conte has got Spurs in checkmate. Um, Levy and Enik and all these guys have to back Conte. They have to do it. Because if they don't back Conte, it's a wrap for them. It's, it's over for them. Their stock is going to be the lowest of low. They, we all, it's all out in the open. We all know that Conte requires a certain amount of investment. Conte likes his things this way. We all knew that before Conte signed. Um, um, Levy's not going to bring in a, a manager that he knows, that the whole world knows, that this is the requirements that, that he brings, that he, requ he requires to coach a team. We all know that. So are, are you telling me that they're going to bring in someone that everyone knows these requirements and they're not to provide it for him? This is what we're trying to say. We're trying to say, oh, we're going to get Conte in. What? Before we get on to the actual game, let's ask that. Let, let me ask you all that question. Do you think Antonio Conte is going to be backed in this January transfer window, uh, and, and and to what length? He has to be. What, 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 one minute, one minute, one minute. Right. Oh. There's, there's two. There's two things. Okay. If just to back on what Leo was saying earlier, if uh, Conte was to leave, it wouldn't be deemed his failure. 
it would be deemed Enix failure. Exactly. Because, that's, because, because that is all that has happened for years and years and years. I saw a graphic, the second thing, I saw a graphic on, on Twitter today, which is a league table of what everybody spent over the last three, uh, five seasons, I think it was. And we was in the bottom three. Over the selling and the buying, the net spend was 8.7 million a year, bruv. So the evidence and the numbers tell us that there is something, you know, there's something going on. So the thing that really needs to change is this risk-taking, is this improper investment. You know, they told us about 150 million in the summer. They drew out 100, they've left that other 50 million in there. And then from what Ali Gold's saying, is that if they didn't take it out by today, then I don't know where that's gone. And then you're hearing reports of, ah, oh, we might have to uh, sell before we buy. We might have to loan in again and before we buy. We're talking all, all the excuses, all the same old excuses are coming out. And I really hope they're just tabloid rubbish. And I really hope it's just Twitter talk. Rick, you know what Ricky. I mean? And, and I, but we need, everybody here agrees, is that so, this so board needs to put their hand in their pocket and start getting a couple of 50 mil players. What's start getting a couple of players. Was Conte back in the last window? Do you believe Conte was back in, in the last in, window? In the summer, he was back in a sense to upgrade the squad. So we didn't have Lacelso and Dombele Winks. We brought in Basuma. We brought in Perisic, which was an experienced player that he trusts, a soldier at left was wing. Was he back? back? That's the question. Do you think he was back then? Do, would what, you say I, last season, I would you say, say yes, first back Conte? Would you say that? I, That's, I, yes I or no? Or would you say it was I, me? I, I think we had a good window and then I think a lot of clubs bypassed us with, with what they bought in the end. Okay, so... And, and, do you, and do I think they could have gone by, further. We forget about bypassed us because then that's like, that's relative. At the end of the, you're speaking after the fact. We, we just, if we just spoke, focus on Spurs and say, do you, was it, do you believe that Conte, um, Levy backed Conte last season in the transfer window? It doesn't matter if I, Man United went and spent five times as much the, the, after the fact, but it's I, not. I said, I, I said yes. I, I said yeah, yes at ahead. the time, and I said, I, and I will say yes. But they should have and could have gone further. There was at fifty million sitting there. Sorry, Rich, you go. No, no, man. I think, I, I think, I think, I, Leo. I think yes, you are right. That the club did put their hand in their pocket to provide resources that he wanted. I think he was. His arms were tied in certain respect because of the players that he already had at the club and wanted to get out, like you say, Lascelso, Winks, etc. Um, before we actually got players in, those players needed to go out and they only went out on loan, etc. I think, like Chris, we didn't go that extra mile. Like as a club, we generally don't. We kind of we fluttered to, de to deceive and. Um, I think in the summer, we could have got those players that it's clear to the fans that we need. It's clear that all the fans that watch every week, that see every game, see the problems in the team, see that we've not uh, replaced a player Hot like Christian Eriksen. Do you know what I mean? Why the hell have we not done that? Why have we not got players that when we do have injuries, we've already got players that come in the team that make the team better or are great replacements. Not players that come on and we just don't know what's going to happen. Like, like today, the substitutions. I was like going, we're clearly, clearly not going to win this game. We have an injury the day before and then all of a sudden, the game is lost. It's literally like, that's how it felt. The game is lost. The fans didn't have any confidence. 
Uh, going back to your question, though, Leo, I think Conte was given hope. But did the board deliver on that at the end of the summer? No. I think they needed to go the extra mile to go, actually, we're going to get X, Y and Z. Are those players going to come to us in January now? Exactly. Are those players that we need, are, are those are those those centre-backs, are those right wing-backs going to come to us? They're going to be looking at that, that game today going, no fucking way am I going to Spurs because that is a sinking ship. I think that's a bit harsh. I no, man. You have, you well, listen, all well, the you... last five games have been terrible. Like, what terrible. the whole season has been terrible for Spurs. Leo, terrible, Leo, man. You can I can I just ask because I put a tweet out in the last couple of days saying what's been your favourite moment of 2022 supporting Spurs? Now I'd have to think back to the Arsenal game was pretty special, uh, you know, beating them at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Now there was not at any point I thought about a moment of this season. This season we haven't played attractive football. Although we've got some good results, we haven't played exciting, attractive football. Um, and one of the comments was right earlier, you know, when you're winning, it's OK. Um, but look at this comment on, on screen now. Summer window was poor, no improvement to the first 11. That's the point I was trying to make. In the last January window, when you have two players walking in to the starting 11 that improved the starting 11 straight away, this is exactly what I mean by backing Antonio Conte. If you're going to back Conte in this January window now that is open, you have to get one, two, three players to walk into the 11 uh, and improve it. Surely. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree as well. I, I, it, and, and again, this is what I, I believe has to happen. Whether we can get players of that quality during the January window, I don't know. But we were able to get Bentico and Kulusevsky last time. Hopefully, we can pull that this type of magic again somehow. But you know, I, it's it's I'm struck because maybe the reason why I'm I want to believe or I'm adamant or or, or holding on to the hope that um, Spurs have to um, back Conte is because if they don't, if they don't back Conte, then really and truly, there's no point me being a Spurs fan. There's no point any of us being a Spurs fan because because. Like you said, Chris, what's Poch going to do? What's we can we can bring in Zidane, you know, we can bring in anyone. But if the if if what you're saying is or the reality is that Spurs are not going to spend money, then there is no point of us well, going to watch it, the Spurs it, games. We might as well just cancel the channel and you start <laughs> doing, doing, doing things. They, yeah, but that, you cancel the channel that, and start start doing date date. You need a change dating. at the top, then, don't you? You need a change at the top. You, the board. <laughs> You need to change at the top, and that's where obviously your 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 structure, your finances come from. And if they're not financing the the dream, the aspirations of the the fans, the people that pay their the wages, the players that turn up every week, then that's the that is the problem, and that's what the fans are are disgruntled about. Is that you? We get the world class manager. We've clearly got some players that have great talent. We've got one or two world-class players that aren't being supported. I know it's like being a world-class athlete, and if you haven't got the tools to deliver, then it's very hard. You, you, look, as, as an individual, um, sportsman or woman, it's different than a team. In a team environment, you need the pillars to be strong, and you need strong direction and strong management. At the moment... Like you said, with Conte being quite, 
I don't know, mythical about his his approach of uh, of where he sees the team and the lack of investment. The fans want to know what's going to happen, and we can't see where the hope's going to come from. Do we, Rich, if, if you if you were to predict what's going to happen here, um, what would you say? Because I think Ricky made the point earlier that um, Antonio Conte, um, we don't know whether he's going to be staying beyond June. Uh, that's his own choice. 30th of June, his contract runs out, uh, six months' time. Uh, do the club back him in the January transfer window? Uh how far do they go to back him if 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 he if he may not be staying? Uh, of course, Harry Kane will be out of contract uh, next summer. Um, you know, there's all these things that that that, that might sort of domino have that domino effect uh, with it. Um, how, how do you see it all going? That's what that was what happened. It will be a domino effect, won't it? It will um, be due to the lack of investment and a lot of fans hold the board accountable to uh, the situation that the, the team's in. I I am one of those individuals that that thinks we could we should we should have hope as fans, but it should be coming from the top. It should be the board should be putting out statements in regarding the players that we that come in, supporting the manager, not giving the manager confidence, but supporting the manager, saying we we believe in your vision, we we deserve the trophies that. Um, a club like Spurs, the history that Spurs has got, uh, the appetite, the fan base, the passion. But at the moment, it's distant. There's like there's a disconnect. I think I've, I've obviously, like you know, been like re- recently approached as like the the Spurs ability ambassador. So support obviously quality and diversity in the club, and that's great to know that, that you've got people that are actually supporting that. But you also want us see the support from above that are listening to the fans and going, we cannot be successful with a knife and fork that we've got now. We need bigger weapons. We need bigger talent. We need a lot more structure. The, the future's bright, obviously, with the, the training facility and the, the ground. But inside the stadium, we need to have the pieces to actually finish off what a great club Spurs is. And at the moment, we haven't got that because we're... We're literally struggling. We're treading water. We are treading water as a club. They need to inspire us. They need to inspire us yeah, and, and inspire sure. that squad with some big boy signings where the squad, are, you know, when, they, when they've spent that amount of money and when these people turn up at the, at the training ground, they're like, you know, they're, they're watching their back suddenly. Like, oh, you, you, we, we need something that not only inspires the fans, but inspires that squad to be reinvigorated and go again. Uh, mate, mate, that's why... You can't, be playing, you, can't, you can't be playing the games like Leo plays his snooker because nobody will turn up. Right? You can't be doing nobody that. Will turn up. No one. Ricky, there's a comment here from DB saying that um, Levy and Enoch are incapable of creating a winning football club. Um, do you stand by that? Do you think that? Um, do you think that they will be backing Antonio Conte? Because when you bring a world-class manager like this to our football club. Um, you know, getting Champions League. That was a big difference. And, and I said this to someone earlier as well, that, you know, in the last couple of years, I went to watch Spurs play in the Europa Conference League. A couple of years ago, I was watching Spurs playing in the Champions League. That is hell of a difference. We do not want to go anywhere near the Europa League or the Europa Conference League again. Surely, you have to back Antonio Conte um, for, for what the club want and what the board want, i.e. finishing the Champions League. I know Conte wants trophies, but even just to finishing those Champions League spots... You've got to be invested. 
Oh, listen, Chris, first and foremost, the person that put that comment comment um, just there on screen, that it, it, it doesn't matter what I believe right now. The, the evidence shows it. So when we was in our best position under Poch and we was in the Champions League, we didn't spend, we didn't spend, we didn't go for it. We didn't give, we didn't invest that money to go that extra mile. And it's happened and it continues to happen. Now we went and got Richarlison, fantastic. But we haven't seen much of him, you know what I mean? For one reason or another. And of course, there, there's a player in there that can inspire the squad, but he hasn't been around. He, and now he's got an injury and who knows when he's back. But we're still on like bare bones. We're still in a skeleton. If you look at that bench today, that it, what does it say? So the evidence yeah. and the numbers will say that the board and those that are upstairs haven't done it for years, for the 21, 22 years that they've been there. And then they're not going to do it. Now, they have an opportunity to change that opinion. They have an opportunity. If they can go out there and go for it, we're still in the Champions League right now. And who knows what can happen with that ride? Do you know what I mean? With a world-class manager and some investment and some in inspir inspirational investment in this squad. Not just a good bargain, not just a loan to buy, but go and get the guy that you want. Whoever that is, whoever it is, if it's Bastoni, go and spend that 70 mil on him. Inspire us. Even if we don't go, for, uh, uh, if we don't win this season, at least that's inspiring us for next season to go, you know what, actually, Levy and, and, and the board and everybody else, the whole club, are back in this squad to do something. Do you know what I mean? But this, uh, e, uh, mm, oh, oh, I'll give you this guy because he's 13.8 million. You know, he was good last year and let's hope he's good again. Like, we, we need some inspiration right now. And we need something that not only lifts us, but lifts the fans. Do I trust that the board are going to do it? I don't know. But there's one man that will hold them to account. And that's Antonio Conte right now. So I'm, I'm begging and I'm praying that they hear the fans. They hear what Conte's saying. And they act. They, pu they pull their finger out. They pull that big checkbook out. And they start going for it. Instead of waiting until they're in their last year of contract. Or instead of waiting and going, yeah, we've identified this player, and then suddenly Chelsea yeah. go and nab him because they've got the money to just drop on the table. You know, I'm not saying spend, you know, just for spending sake. Go get the guy that you want. Go and do it. Inspire us all. And if you've got to take a loss on those that are out of the club right now and those that the manager doesn't want right now, well, do it because their value's never going to get any higher than what it is. Do you know what I mean? If Villarreal want to only spend 15 million on La Celso right now and nobody else is putting in a bid, take that 15 million, put it in the bank, let's go again. Because the loss is there. It's never going to rise again. It's never going to go up again. If Ndombele is playing well right now for Napoli and they want to buy him for 30 mil, let them have it. We've lost that, we've lost that other 30 mil because he was 60 mil, wasn't he? We've lost it anyway. And it's never going to get up there. It's never going to get back to 60 or it's never going to go to 90, what they're hoping for. So take the losses, do you know what I mean? And let's go. Because this club has been generating money now for a minute. You know, that stadium, the events, the, the, the if, buts and maybes, it's there. All the golf courses, they're generating money. We're not a poor club, but we act like a poor club all the time. We don't have the, the riches that Man, United, uh, Man City do, Man United do, and Newcastle do, and Chelsea do right now. Okay, we don't have those type of riches, but it's not like we're poor. So go and spend it. Go take the risk. Go inspire not only this, this fan base, but this squad and this manager. Inspire him to know that we will give him what he needs. You know what I mean? Because he's just said it there in his comments. 13, 14, 15 players 
needs to be strong and then you bring in a couple of the young ones to develop along the way. But otherwise, we're going to be on this bare bones palaver and this, 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 this dead type of football that we're playing uh, uh, for a long time to come yet. We're, we're, you know, Docket is going to have two good games and we're going to be nice or right at right, right wing back. We've got Doc- No, man. No. He's had five good games in however many seasons he's been here. And everybody harps back to that five good games before he got injured. Before that, he didn't do nothing. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's great with the squad. I don't want to slag off our players. I love my players. But we can yeah. only say what we see, like catchphrase. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. we haven't seen nothing. We ain't seen nothing. So, Everton Royale, we ain't seen nothing. Cut your losses, man. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I think another frustrating thing is to see the clubs around us um, doing business uh, before the windows even opened. And, of course, on the first day of the window, i.e. Liverpool and Chelsea. Um, Richard, let's come to you. Before we talk about today's game, which, of course, we're nearly an hour in and we've not even mentioned the Aston Villa game yet. Um, Rich, what what did you make of Conte's comments saying maybe to stay fifth is the best? Maybe sixth, seventh, fifth or fourth is the best? You know, Antonio Conte come in, you know, talking about winning trophies at the club and now he's talking about maybe staying fifth, sixth or seventh is the best. <sighs> Jeez, yeah, it's obviously it's it's the realism kicking in, isn't it? It's uh, obviously seeing a performance like today, and how can he, how can he say that uh, there's a possibility of winning a trophy or getting back into the Champions League? Um, I think what you do get with with Conte is you get an honest opinion or honest voice at that point in time, and what he sees is he sees his squad of of players that haven't got a great deal of confidence and how is he going to instill confidence in us as fans through the media or through the through playing when he hasn't got that confidence on the pitch? I, I, I've just actually looked through um, some of the squad lists and even going back to like 2010 when we first went into the Champions League, you look at the players we had then compared with now Modric, Crouch, Defoe, Van der Vaart, Janus, King, Anders Townsend, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Woodgate, players with experience, pep leaders, people that wanted to wear that shirt. Where now, I, I think we've just got football players in, in some positions that are just wanting to be the best that they can. And, and, and playing for Spurs is better than that. And I think what Conte's trying to do is, Conte's trying to pervade to us that what we're, what we're saying is, but we want to be pushing to third and second. We're nowhere near that. And and for me, we're probably like seventh best team in the league. And also, I, I, I watch a lot of other teams play. And we're one of the worst teams to watch at the moment. Sky Sports don't want to put our games on the TV because we're that bad, I tell you. They'd rather put Fulham or Crystal Palace on. It's terrible. With you saying that though, Rich, are you still a big fan of Antonio Conte and you want him to manage our football club? I, I, I think Conte is a is a really interesting character that um, he needs to have investment to be successful. You look at the, the clubs that he's been at; he's had to have investment, and having those two players every window put in place. But I think also the players that he's inherited have got to step up, and that's obviously what happened last year to get into the Champions League. Undoubtedly, a lot of players overachieved last year as well as we were very lucky that the players that we got in went straight into the team 
and upskill the t- the team's performances for sure. Um, I, I yeah, I, I still think that uh, you look at you look at managers that could come in. Nobody could come in and do a better job. I don't believe um, we've got the best uh, manager that we could have, and the board. Need, I, I I honestly feel now that it's down to the board and backing the manager. They need to support uh, Antonio in the positions that he needs, but also go the extra mile. But the, sh- they've shown historically that they do not do that. Since that 2010 season, when I'm looking at all these players, I'm going, it just gets worse and worse and worse as we as, as we go towards uh, the season we're in now. I'm going... But- but, but this club vision, uh, Rich, it has to change, doesn't it? it of course has to it does. Of course because it, it does. Ha- because it hasn't worked. No, no. And and, and 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 if it's not working, then something needs to change. You cannot change the manager all the time. You cannot change. So a, man- so a manager's successful at another team and you poach them or they, 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 they show an interest in your job, they then come to you and fail. That's probably okay once or twice, but not... Time and time and time again. No, th- there's obviously something wrong at the club, and that is investment. Come on, you need to invest. We obviously we've got a great structure of young players coming through, but those players need to have experienced individuals like Perisic that can mentor and support those players coming through in in seasons to come, not just half a season then they're going to jump in and be like a world beater because that just doesn't happen what happens is world class players need to come into the club and their their talent their behaviours then uh, affect the environment around them it's not happening because we're getting one or two players that are being pushed really really quickly into the squad and they're having to be successful every week or the team doesn't win and that isn't good enough. You, we cannot rely on two players. Like what's happened at the moment. Two or three players out injured, we lose. And we've still got Kane and, and Sonny in the team. Two or three years ago, if Kane wasn't playing, where would the goals come from? I don't know. But now, even Kane and Sonny in the team, we're still playing shit because we haven't got the structure right. We haven't got that. Like like today, I was looking, who's who's penetrating the lines with the ball? And I'm going, like, it's Ben Davis. Well, Ben Davis is doing that because, or Hoiberg, we haven't got a player that can actually penetrate the lines. Or it was like, that's what was worrying to me, is that Aston Villa just put six players across their, across their back line and we couldn't uh, manufacture a, chal- uh, a chance in the second half. They realised in the second half, that's where we're more dangerous and we didn't have a shot on target. Terrible. Well, there were a number of opportunities, actually, when Ben Davis had the ball and Perisic was calling for it and he just yeah. didn't give it. Um, yeah, and exactly. talking, talking about stats, Rich, let's have a look at the stats from today's game. Uh, Spurs had 59% possession to Villa's 41. Uh, we had six shots. Villa had 13. Shots on target, we only had two. Villa had four. Corners, five to us, three to Villa. Fouls, Spurs 15, Villa 10. Um, I don't think you guys answered that question, actually. Do you think that... Uh, just a very quick yes or no. Do you think Antonio Conte will finish this season as Spurs manager? Rick? It's 50-50 for me now, but I'm going to say yes. Richard? Uh, go on, Leo. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe. If 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 not, there's going to be riots. So, hand on heart, I'll I'll go with the boys. My head's saying no chance. My head's saying, look, he's he's going. My, that's my head saying. If he goes, it's a wrap. If he goes, <laughs> if he goes, what you're going to do a wrap? No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> a chicken wrap. <laughs> what I'm saying is this: it's like with if Spurs do not back Conte, if Conte leaves, then maybe we, as a Spurs fan, should ask ourselves: Are we vocal enough? Are we putting as fans? Are we putting enough pressure as other teams? Look at Arsenal fans; literally, you have an effect. On the, how the Arsenal team, maybe the, the fact that it's Arsenal are going so hard yeah. is why they they they're successful. They're doing what they're doing now. Maybe I don't know, but the Arsenal fans are cutthroat. I would not want to be an Arsenal player during this period because you're getting roasted, you know. And that's what um, is that? Maybe our Spurs fans are we weak? Are we are we not winners? Are we not strong enough or bold enough? to hold Enoch accountable by saying, and I read one of the comments there saying, don't go to the games or if, or, 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 or petition or, 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 or riot or, or even ruin the stadium. At half time today, um, two people sat near me. They actually went home. This is what I'm saying. Wow. Is this what we... And it was nil, nil. Okay. But is this what is 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 are Enoch getting away with it because Spurs fans are weak? Are Enoch getting twenty years and we've not rioted? Twenty years and we're just saying oh do blah blah blah. Do we need to do do Spurs fans? Do we need to hold ourselves accountable and say enough is enough? Because if you really want Enoch out, we can go and 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 all of us, all fans, are home game and have the banners and do all these things that all these other fans do. We see them do it. Spurs fans don't really. Do we not have that passion? So do so. There were, were chants today inside the stadium at one 0 and then there were more chants uh, when it went to two 0 um, I'm very conscious of time, so um, yeah. let's talk about um, today's game, Ricky. Let's start with you. Um, now the the team lineup um, came out, of course, an hour before kickoff. Um, Lloris in goal. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, the back three of Romero, Lengley and Davis. The wing backs Perisic and Doherty. In midfield, Basuma and Hoybier. And in the front three of Son Kane and for his first Premier League start in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt, Brian Hill. Uh, on the sub bench today, Forster, Dyer, Tanganga, Sanchez, Sessignon, Royale, Spence, Saar and Skip. Um, any surprises there for you, Ricky? 
Um, I think the back three was a bit of a surprise, um, but it was a pleasant surprise. I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of had that in my head after the Brentford result uh, with Dyer being just all out of sorts. Uh, I kind of felt that, you know, if Lengle goes centre-back, he's got a good range of passing. He's got a good skill class level. You know, Davies at left centre-back and Romero's back, so fantastic. But uh, seeing Hill in there, I think he's a massive kind of... Um, I think that's even that's a sign to the ball that if you looked at that bench and you and, and th- th- there was nobody else and I, I, I think unfortunately for Brian again like what Leo was saying now I, I thought he could be the second coming do you know what I mean but unfortunately for 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 Hill um, Conte's been right he's a bit lightweight he's a bit he's too easy to to push off the ball sort of thing and. And, uh, you know, he does have a dribble ability. He does have some bits about him, but it's really tough to do that in a really tough league. Um, yeah, the, the rest do, do, was kind do, of... Do you think, Rick, that putting Brian Hill for his pro- first Premier League start today, and when you think about Boxing Day, Tanganga coming out of nowhere, getting into the starting eleven, do you think that these are signs to the board saying, this is what I've got, I need more? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I think Harry Redknapp used to do it, didn't he? When he used to put, like, three, three goalkeepers on the bench or something. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> it's just a signal to the fans and it's a signal to the board that, look, man, you know. But but even that, going back to then, you know, he wanted Luis Suarez and I can't remember who else, but he ended up getting Luis Saha. Do you know what I mean? And and Paul Stalteri and, you know, and, you know, Paul Stalteri. He, he still got that West Ham goal in my head, but at the same time, it wasn't it wasn't the quality that we were going in for. We went in for you know he, he had the Hazard deal wrapped up, and then who did we end up going for? It, 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 this is what we're saying about the history right now, and unless that changes, the, the, we're just going to go round in circles, you know. So, yeah, I think it was a message to the board, Chris. Um, I was really hoping that Basuma getting another game under his belt, that we was going to see a bit more of him because we've seen flashes of what he can bring, but it's just not been enough, you know. Um, Hoiberg's a soldier, but, you know, sometimes if everything else is going wrong on the pitch, sometimes it can go wrong for him too. So, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, you know, going back to the stats that you showed, bro, the biggest stat that we had was the amount of fouls, which says to me that the boys are frustrated too. That they are frustrated that we had three yellow cards for them three centre backs today, and the amount of fouls and the little niggles and this that and the other and it just says frustration. They all look frustrated. When we saw Sonny take off his mask today and throw it to the side, he's frustrated. Yeah. Everybody's upset. Everybody's frustrated. So what are you going to do? Exactly what we've been saying. You need to inspire this squad, this fan base, and this club, please. Bridge, let's come to you. Um, now, talking about the game in the 13th minute, we had our first chance through Matt Doherty. Uh, after a good run, his shot was deflected over the bar. A couple of minutes later, he was brought down in the box. There were calls uh, for a penalty from the Spurs fans. Referee dismissed it. And I must say, uh, I don't normally diss referees, but I thought it was a poor performance by the referee today. Uh, in the 19th minute, uh, Hunmin Son lost the ball, um, won it back, and then threw his mask onto to the floor, as you mentioned there, Ricky. And then uh, three yellow cards, Romero, Lengley and Davis. Uh, Romero got involved in Davis's yellow card, which I thought was a bit silly, uh, having booked 10 minutes earlier. Uh, Rich, what did you make of Christian Romero's return in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt? Yeah, it looks a little bit fatigued. I think he had a bit of World Cup um, 
hangover, really. Um, but it's, again, he's just thrown into like Villa. They obviously had players from the World Cup, Cash and Martinez, which were on the bench. Ours were thrown straight into into uh, into that game environment, and it it didn't work out. Uh, I think all three were yellow cards. I think the referee did have a poor game. Um, didn't really give us as a foul until or three kicks. Sorry, until about the, was it about the twentieth minute when I when I told you obviously Kane got his first touch, but um, yeah, oh, the the game itself it just. For me, it's like it was just mistake after mistake after mistake. I, again, going back to what I said about the game initially, a lot of players were scared on the pitch. I think that was the problem. That first half, they were scared. And everything was... Uh, obviously, Aston Villa had that bank of four, bank of five, bank of six players. And then we couldn't break them down, but we wouldn't commit anything to try to break them down. And I was expecting, like, let's just come out, let's just let's have a go. Because if we're going to go behind, let's go behind fighting. Not the crap that we had today. Leo, let's go to you. Um, now, Tottenham's best opportunity in the whole match was in the 40th minute. Good work from Perisic. Cross for Harry Kane. He headed it towards goal. Young cleared off the line. Um, what do you think it was about Tottenham today with lack of creativity? Only two shots on target. I mean, it's pretty obvious, you know. We've uh, we all know that we've been we've been crying out for a creative a player to come into to to try and thread the ball through to do to make an incisive pass. Everything whenever we got the ball, was either trying to put it wide and put, to, to to the to the sides, and it wasn't working. I mean, Villa played a, a great game with the, with the, with the you know with the the their lines. Um, the, the, their formation that they play, they really um, frustrated us. We we had no answer um, for them, you know. Um, we did, and we didn't have the we don't have the player that is able to unlock um, when teams, you know, do that that type of formation. We don't have that creativity to do to 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 thread a ball through to make an incisive pass. And this is when this type of game is what where it's needed. Um, I heard Richard say earlier that Kane didn't touch the ball for for I don't know how long, how many minutes. Twenty minutes. And, Twenty. You know, that, I mean, as a striker, that must be frustrating. That must be. The, come on, you know who's going to be able to to supply Kane? Kane can't do everything. He can't keep coming deep. We need that player. Maybe you know we tried to get that player with Ndombele. You know, maybe we we, we tried to sign players like that that could provide the creativity, and and it just didn't work out. Like like I said earlier, we we missed we missed the the the, the Kulisevsky and we missed Bentacur, who in our squad I, I believe are the only two players that might have, might have been able to produce a pass of that quality. When you look at the bench now, I mean, if you put up the the, the lineup that you had earlier, I mean, it's 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 really shocking. Look at the the, the substitution. I mean, we've got Dyer, Tanganga, Sanchez, Cessignon, Royale. Nobody creative. That, I mean, look look at that. I mean. Who who on that substitutes bench are you? Uh, do you honestly believe is going to come in and, and change the game? You know, it's it, it's 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 terrible. Maybe that's why we played. We started with Brian Hill because you know he, he's probably the only player that you know from what I saw in his showreel, which I thought he was like you know Messi Mark two, doing all those skills and thing. I thought okay, he might have something in his locker. But you can't do nothing when the wind blows you over, when he sneezes and he's gone. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, 
we, you know, as much as we want to complain and everything, Spurs <coughs> do not. We do not have the, the, the depth, the squad depth. We do not have the the correct players. We're, we're missing. We're, sorry, we even even the tactics that Conte plays with the wing backs being able to able to cross the ball in. Maybe we can have if we can't go through the center, at least we can go through the, the sides. We don't even have players that can whip in the ball. Look at the look at the crosses that were coming in today. Shocking from everyone. And we can't rely on Hoiberg or or, or, or Bissouma to, to provide those sort of incisive parties that we needed in this game. And I don't think it's fair for us to to look to them because they're not that they don't have those uh, that that sort of quality in their locker, so we we just need better players, really. Then today just highlighted that. Ricky, let's come to you. There's a comment here from Anna uh, talking about our North London rivals. Uh, she says um, Arsenal are reaping the rewards of their hard reset. We needed the same for years. Yes, we won't win anything for five to ten years while building and changing, but we're not winning anything anyway. Um, dare I ask the question? Are you worried about Arsenal winning the Premier League? I'm not worried, mate. I think it's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Which is, it's going to be super depressing. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, Man City have got a fantastic squad, but they've dropped a lot of points right now, especially for them. And the Gooners are flying. And, and it's a result of putting half a billion pounds worth of money into that squad. It's, it's, it's a back in a manager who was young and untried and untested. And, and going through those ups and downs, what Leo was talking about earlier. Um, so if this is our ups and downs, okay, cool. But then what are you going to do about it? Don't don't sit back and, and give us the same old, same old. That's why I was really frustrated even before I came on. It was just like really frustrated with the tweets and the, and the updates and, and the bits and pieces that have been going on, on, on social media, left, right and centre about Spurs and not, you know, we're talking about Pedro Porro right now, and I know we'll get onto it, but like we're talking about him and a release clause. Well, why are we talking about it? If you want him, go and pay that release clause. Just go and get him. You know, they're talking about Marcus Ed <clears throat> Marcus Edwards right now. You can bring in Marcus Edwards, and I thought he played dynamite against us, right? But is is Conte gonna play him? Is it not the same situation as a bit as Brian Hill right now? You know, he's he's lightweight. He's, you know, he's shorter. Uh, he's quick and he's rapid. And uh, and he does have fight in him. Of course he does. And, uh, you know, would I like him back? Of course I would. But does Conte want him back? Who does Conte want? Like, go and, go and pay these release clauses. Go and pay this money to, to give him a, at least an opportunity to, to give us some hope and some glory at the end, end of this season or at the end of the next season. We're, we are a patient bunch. We do believe in the system. We do back our managers, you know, and with our voices and our, and our support. Of course we do. But it's, it's time that the, the, the board, I, and I thought there was a shift in the summer for the first time ever, them drawing out that 100 million be, be, and not peddling out that we need to sell to buy, you know, getting those, uh, getting those players out, even if they were on loan that the, that the manager doesn't want. I thought those are positive steps. So there are positive steps there. I think there is an element of change, but it's, it's slow. And even though Conte asked for patience, we ain't got that time. And Conte ain't got that time. So if we wait and we, we're, we're too patient and, and we're too slow in acting, then like everybody has already said, there's teams that are rushing past us. Do you know what I mean? Way rushing past us. We could have yeah. got um, Bruno Gomez last year. 
But what did Newcastle do? They went and spent the money. You know, we we talk about tough negotiate negotiators, negotiators in Levy and Olas at Leon and stuff like that. Well, what's happening? If you put the money down on the table, there ain't nothing to say, is there? Do you know what I mean? Like, instead of trying to get two mil off or five pound off or, you know, trying to give away, like, you know, it, you know the, the skywalks and stuff instead of paying the damn money, just, just you know, they talk about acting like a big club. When have they acted like a big club? But, but you do know, you not think we did that with, with Richarlison? Do you not think we did yeah, that? Yeah, of course. With, but with, with Ndombele, because we, we spent the money, it's just that he flopped. It's like yeah. Ndombele, what, 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 what was he rated before we bought him? Everyone thought, oh God, we've, we've brought in a player that's, you know, we spent the money, but he flopped. The thing, is, the thing is, Leo, surely in the transfer windows, acting like a big club is being consistent in those transfer sure. windows. I agree. I agree. And maybe that's, but, but it, all I'm saying, I'm not, I'm, I, again, it's not like I'm trying to back Levy, even though it sounds like I'm backing Levy. What I'm saying is there, there has been an improvement in what we've, what we've, ex what we've experienced with, with Levy and these guys, because they've brought in, they brought in Mourinho, they brought in um, Conte, they, they, they're bringing in, they're bringing, they brought in, um, what, what's, I forget his name. The, the, Nuno. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> don't mention him. <laughs> oh, they, brought, they brought in Paratici, you know, they, they're bringing in, they're bringing in. Uh, We're still not winning shit. But they, well, well, the thing, but but it's but the point is, it takes time. You know, they've, they've brought in people that are winners, the people that want to win. Okay, so we we're still at at the at the, at the, at the start of something new. We're still at yeah. the beginning of 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 um, Conte being able to put his stamp on this team. You know, to, um, Levy. If 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 put this way, if Levy. If we didn't know Levy before, and Levy just signed and bought Spurs for the and had it for two seasons, we will not really be complaining too much because he has spent. He's he's gone out and bought Richarlison, which is a which is a big club move. He spent. We we broke record with Byron and Dombele, which is which has been. He brought in Conte. He's brought in Par Paratici. If it wasn't Levy, if it was another one of these Dubai guys that bought, we'll be thinking, okay, this team is is kind of backing. So maybe this could be a new, I don't know, it could be a new thing. Or, you know, I watch a lot of, um, uh, um, uh, what's that show on, on BBC? Um, Paul. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I've just got it on my other window. Don't worry, I'll flick on it. Oh, and, and, my God. <laughs> but The Apprentice, Leo. I watch, I watch Leo, The bro. Apprentice. And, 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 you know, sometimes I ask myself, who would I bring into the into the boardroom right now? And it will have to be you have to be Anakin. They would have to be sacked. They would have to be sacked they, because they've had twenty years and still no results. So they would have to go, right? But based on the last two seasons or, or so, they've acted a bit different to the, the there, previous. There, there has been a change, bro. But I think sometimes their excuses in not spending money is the end on Bele effect, is yeah, the yeah. rev rub effect. The time that we do spend money, they end up flopping, right? Yeah. You know, we, we spent money on La Celso as well. And, and when we do, they end up flopping. But were they the number one targets? Were we not after Bruno Fernandes at that same time? Do you know but what I mean? But Bruno Fernandes could have flopped. We don't know. He could have. Yeah, of course said, he could have. We could have said, oh, we could have bought Undambele. But, but, but that but, is go on, but we go got on, um we got we got bargain bucket Fernandez. That's that's what we yeah. got. <laughs> that, 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 that is a big difference. 
it was Chris, a I think, Chris, um, I think what you said was key to this kind of conversation. It's the consistency. If you look at teams like the Arsenal's, the Newcastle's, they can they're continually buying those kind of 30, 35, 40 million pound players that slot into the squad. They don't go straight into the team. So that when that player comes into the team, they add something and there's always other players there. Not, oh, we just bought this one player, we spent 30 million and we need this player to do really well or we're going to flop. And that seems to be what, what it is at Spurs at the moment, where other teams, the Man Cities, the Liverpools, the Newcastles, the Chelsea's, they buy three or four of these different players that then add value. And it it's that consistency of impact, not just throw all your money yeah. at one player like like Ndombele. It doesn't work out. <clears throat> That's it. We're not going to do that again, which is ridiculous. But we did it with Richarlison. We did it, it with it, this season. Even when, even when Manchester United were winning trophy after trophy under Sir Alex Ferguson, still they still yeah. improved every yes. single time window yeah. and, and changed their squad around. Rich, let, let's stay with you because uh, in the 49th minute, of course, Aston Villa went 1-0 up. Um, Hugo Lloris come back into the team. Of course, Fraser Forster played at Brentford uh, on Boxing Day in the 2-2 draw. Hugo Lloris come back. He didn't deal with the shot that came in. It rebounded. Watkins uh, to Buendia, 1-0. What did you make of that goal? Yeah, it's a, a big mistake, I think, confidence-wise. Obviously, the ball uh, bounced just in front of him. It kind of skipped into it. I think he had his hands the wrong way. It kind of bounced off his chest and, and, and tried to recover. And then two defenders kind of got in the way as well. So, there's three of them that had an opportunity to clear the ball. It was a massive mistake. And, and again, confidence. A, a, a confident uh, Hugo would have dealt with that. It had been not a problem. I think, obviously, when you, your confidence is low, the other team's going to have pot shots. It's going to take a little bit of a deflection going. It's going to bounce in front of you and pop up. And it's not an unlucky thing that happens, but that's what happens in the game. And if you're full of confidence, then you're able to deal with that more effectively. And that kind of sums up our season, really. Defensively, we've been very, very poor. And it showed. It showed. Um, as soon as that went in... I was going, oh my goodness, how are we going to come back? We've got no resources on the bench. It was like, that's the reason why, obviously, people were leaving at that point from the stadium. Leo, do you want to take this question on screen from DB? You have £150 million. Who do we sign on our salary cap? Well, firstly, I don't even, we need, well, I, I, probably we need to sign a new keeper. That's what we need to sign because I'm kind of done with, um, with Lloris. Lloris has kind of made several, uh, Howling mistakes, so probably we can get a new keeper. Probably Martin, who's who's what's the uh, Aston Villa keeper? Um, Mar Martinez, Martinez, yeah, we're getting him, man. We're getting him. <laughs> we are, we, just, we are, we not, <laughs> we are no. getting him, though, yeah. But I think we definitely need to get a keeper in because Larice is he's he makes too many mistakes, and I think if we want to start challenging for films, you know. He, he he needs to be able to distribute the ball better. He's poor at that, um, his distribution. So we definitely need to get a new keeper. Um, Defence, for sure. We just need, we need, we need about five or six players. It's going to be tough. We need play, we need players in, in keeper, defence, right, right back, left back, creative midfielder, <laughs> a couple midfields and probably another um, uh, attacking player. So how many is that? 
and until we get that for 150 million, 150 million is not enough. I think one realistically, out of that 150 million, you're getting three players, aren't you? If yeah. that, if that, you know. So again, like I said, as Spurs fans, we can we can talk about backing and stuff like that. Conte, Conte might be saying, well, I need to get six, seven players. But leave Enik is saying, well, six or seven, you're talking about 800 million and we don't have that. And so I mean, in one side, it's like, oh, you didn't back Conte. But yeah, but Conte wants 800 million because that's what the, that's what the market is now. You know, if, if you want good quality players, either we've got to find a, a, a Bentacor or, or Kulisevsky type player that can come in and, and perform like a hundred million pound player. But when you, with, with what we need to win and what I believe Conte knows that we need to win is five or six players. And five or six players is not 150 million. That's the bottom line. <laughs> you understand? So we have to, we have to understand the reality of who we are and the market that we're in right now. So I don't know. It's tough. Rick, let's come to you. There, there are so many comments coming in thick and fast here. Everyone wants to have their say about what, what's happening at the moment. Um, Anna says, uh, looking at our next five Premier League games, I'm scared we're going to be 10th or 11th going into February, coming away with two points. Youth players need to be used. Do, does Antonio Conte need to use more youth? Uh, he, he, he can only use what he's got, right? And if that's the youth, then that's the youth. But, you know, with these injuries that have come in, this is he, he said this from the start, you know, that we need a proper strong squad of 13, 14, 15 players. But um, things things do need to change. He, maybe he gives some of the youth a, a try, but then some will say at that point, well, why didn't you play the other guy? Because he's been waiting too. So... The, the, the problems that we've got, uh, they're, they're a bit deeper than just that. And they've got an opportunity to start changing it. And, and like Leo was saying earlier, they, they have, they did try to start changing the squad and what the squad looks like in the summer. But now we have to go that step further. Now we have to spend that $150 million on them, on two players of serious quality that can help out left, right and centre. You know, like, because there is so many gaps over there. Like, you're talking there. We're talking about a new keeper. And we're talking about a new centre-back and a new set, a left centre-back and a midfielder and a right wing-back again. You oh, know, like, crazy, they're, they're, and an attack. You know, like, I understand <clears throat> that things, you can't spend 800 million in January. I totally understand that. But you got to remember that with the majority of deals that we do make, you don't pay the full price straight away. Oh, on Richarlison, all right, he's 60 million. But we're not paying that straight away. They they probably got 30 million up front, 10 million at the end of the year. Do you know what I mean? Like another, and then with bonuses and with appearances, they'll get another bit after that. So it's not the full whack that you're ever paying for 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 a player majority of the time. So apparently I think you need to look at priorities as well, right? You need to look yeah. at priorities. And for me, right but, wing back, creative midfielder, and then your third player either centre-back or uh, back up for a uh, striker. That can, can, I, can I just say, Leo said earlier about uh, was Antonio Conte backed in the summer? I still cannot believe that we went through that whole summer window without buying a right wing-back that is going to walk straight into that first team. I know everyone's yeah. going to shout now and say, well, we bought no. Jed Spence. We all know now, Antonio Conte has said a number of times, it was a club signing. It wasn't my signing. I cannot believe that we have gone through that window where Antonio Conte has not said or, or they've not taken any notice of him. 
I need a right wing back. It is so clear. Everybody in the stadium, the board, Conte, the fans, everybody can see that is our area of weakness. And I really believe that if Antonio Conte had two decent wing backs, we would be playing a lot more entertaining football than we have been. Um, yeah. Rich, let's come to you. Um, a comment on screen now. Jose Conte, Prashji were all just smoke screens by the board. It looks like they mean business and then they uh, make token gestures with a perceived good signing. Um, as we've said already, surely they've got to, you know, this time is the time, isn't it? It has to be. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. It, it's last chance saloon, isn't it? Like the boys are saying, uh, that the board needs to back Conte. Uh, they need to buy into his philosophy what he believes is the future of the team. And maybe we might have to suffer in this, this season. But through this season, we're going to develop a core player, core amount of players that then we keep in the summer and we move other players along. Like obviously what he's done with Winks, the Celso, Dembele, etc. Um, and... and but but now is the time. They they need to do that. Obviously, the transfer window's open. They need to not tokenistic um, signings either. Signings that make a difference and be very consistent with those signings. Not just go. Actually, we've just lost two 0 to Aston Villa. We're going to buy one player that's going to make a statement because that isn't good enough. We need to have two or three players that are consistently better than what we've got in the priority areas. And, and for me, those areas that I just mentioned are the ones that we need to look at in January. Keeper, I think that would be the summer. But um, that right wing back, that creative midfielder, maybe that centre back and a, uh, a striker to uh, to support Harry up front. Leo, let's come to you. Another comment here from DB. Um, I'm an old school Spurs fan of 50 years. Never wanted Antonio Conte. However, you want him to stay. On that basis, what is the length of contract and how much investment would be needed to fulfil the brief? Very good question. Um, what is, you know, what, what is Antonio Conte here for, in your opinion? Is he here to say to the board, we need to keep spending, we need to be consistent in the transfer window, we need to be going for the Premier League title? Is he here just to win an FA Cup or a League Cup to, to please all of us fans that haven't seen silverware in so long? Or is he here to be finishing in the top four every year? What is he here for? I know, I know exactly what Conte is here for. I mean, when you think about it, Conte, is, is a, we know he's a winner. He's a serial winner. He goes, he wants to win. He doesn't like to lose. He doesn't like to lose games. You know, you see how passionate he is on the side when we score goals. It, that's someone that goes mad like that. You know, he he's a winner. And when he when we lose, you can see the pain in him. That maybe that's why he says all these things. Maybe he's talking from emotion. The thing about Conte, Conte is coming to Spurs to win things. He wants to compete with the best with the best teams out there. And he doesn't want to take five, six seasons to do it. He wants to do it now, right? So he needs a, a setup where they're going to provide him with the tools so that he can start competing with the likes of Klopp, Pep, Arteta, um, and all Potter even, all, all these other, uh, all his peers. He doesn't want to, to, be, to have all this belief in himself but working in a kitchen that doesn't have the right utensils. It must, it's the worst 
most frustrating thing, knowing that he can do such a great job, but his the, the, the people are not giving him the tools. So he wants to win. He doesn't want to take any time to do it. He wants his players now. And so the what I believe Conte is asking for is he's asking for the world, and rightfully so, because it's going to take the world for Spurs to compete against the likes of Man City, who have the two worlds, who have the whole galaxy on them, who have Man United who are investing, who have Chelsea who are investing, Arsenal who are investing. So for Spurs to compete, we have to first get to that level and then surpass them. And so it's going to take a lot of investment, which Conte says he wants today, not tomorrow, not in this in, in next season. He wants it now. And that's what Conte needs for him to, to be successful. Now, the question is, how much is that? Like the, the, the gentleman said, how much is that money required now? Let's let's break it down. Players that are going to come in and automatically do the job, are, you know, that we know are proven premiership player, they're going to cost a lot of money. It's not going to be a 20 million signing. It's not going to be a 30 million signing. There's players that are even average that have um, history in the premiership and they've been touted for 70 million. And you're like, are you taking the piss? Do you know what I'm saying? So we got to look at what players we need, which is at least five or six players minimum, right? And so if we, what Conte is saying, I want players to walk into my team and be able to compete today. And for me to do that, we need proven players that could do in the premiership. They're going to cost about 60, 70 million at minimum best. And we need about five or six of those. Do the math, Ricky, Richard, Chris. How much, do, how much is that? How do you get your calculators out, fans? How much, bro, bro, brother, I'm an actor. I don't do maths, man. I don't do right, maths, right. man. Give me the but, lines but, and I can read them. Yeah, but, no but let's, let's. I'll bring out my calculator right now. We need about six players, right? Let, we need about, can we agree it's six or seven players we need, right? How much do you reckon? Uh, how much do you reckon a, 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 a player that could, is going to be worth that's going to come in? That's going to do a job in the Premiership. What's the average pr- price tag? Do you think that one player would be? 40 million, 30, 60? What would you say? 40, 40, 50s, bro, I would say. What would you say, Richard? You get what you pay for. Well, okay, so, so what are you saying, Chris? 50 million, 60 million? What are we saying? Yeah, good players. Yeah, 50 million. Yeah. 50 million. Okay, so we need six of those, right? So let's do the maths. 300. 300 million quid. Right. So the next question is, are we going to be, are we going to get 300 million quid for January to spend? Or are we going to get 150 for January and 150 for the summer? Then well, the-, well, the latest reports out are stating that we've got around 30 million pound budget for this January transfer window. Okay. Well, okay. Then we're fucked. <laughs> then you so know that what? Bar's hot. That bar's I might as well just, well just strap up my boots. Ricky, you have to join me. Let, I will go and start chatting tomorrow. See what we can do. Because I'm sure I know I could cross a better ball in than, than, than Emerson. For sure. I will just spend my time between now and mid and midday tomorrow. I'll go down to Tooting Park and start crossing in the ball. And I guarantee you I'll be able to whip, whip some balls in. So the question is, even if we have the 300 million, which we don't, which we have 10, oh, we have 10% of that, do we, do we have the players available that's going to be that we're going to be able to buy in the window? So we have to take all these uh, um, um, things into consideration when 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 we're trying to back Conte. If we want to back Conte, it's three hundred million minimum for to, uh, in, in the next thirty days. Rich, just to let you know, bro, we can't hear you, or, or I can't anyway. So every time you've been speaking. 
I couldn't hear you, bro. Just to let you know. But yeah, Leo, I think you're right. Go on. <laughs> Let's get back to the game. Let's get back to the game. In the 57th minute, Perisic had a great chance, which he put over the bar. A couple of minutes later, Basuma received a yellow card. In the 63rd minute, Brian Hill went off. Session then came on. A minute later, Watkins had a shot. Lengley blocked it. In the 68th minute, Sonda Kane came shot wide. Fans were then frustrated, uh, singing, we want Daniel Levy out. Uh, in the 73rd minute, Aston Villa then went 2-0 up. Uh, Rich, let's come to you on this. Uh, McGinn uh, to Douglas Luiz with a fantastic finish after a great team move. What did you make of us conceded that second goal? You could see it coming there, couldn't you, as well? you could. I think even um, the crowd were kind of silent and they were just waiting for something to happen. And it wasn't going to happen at our end of the, the pitch, was it? Um, and as we committed more numbers forwards, the number of gaps that were behind or in the little pocket meant that at some point a player like McGinn or uh, or Douglas uh, would score. And um, obviously, he's, he's a good player, isn't he? Obviously, at some point, was it last year? I think we might have gone in for him. Yeah. But... Um, Ah, yeah, I thought I, I saw that coming and it summed up the game, to be honest. I think it was, um, they they came to uh, to our stadium with a plan and they sat back and waited for us to um, make mistakes or leave those pockets of, of, of areas available for them to get into and to receive the ball. Um, they did... Defensively, obviously, they, they played well or they were resilient in their defensive play. But they were, it, was, it was a boring game to watch. I thought I thought they were... All the attacking players that they have and on the bench as well, you look at, obviously, Coutinho and people like that that could, could come on and have an impact. And they just sat back and just waited to, for us to make mistakes because they knew they would. You look at the history of our last five or six games defensively very poor. And I think, obviously, because Benzinger wasn't there, marshalling and supporting Hoiberg at some stage, he's going to get caught out with the ball. I think Sonny lost the ball a couple of times in central midfield when he came inside, uh, left us very exposed, and uh, we got punished. Um, and that's what we deserved. It was, I think, 2-0. Didn't flatter to deceive them at all. I think it was just a really poor performance from us. Well, in the 79th minute, Douglas Luiz uh, with another shot on target after Sessegnon uh, gave the ball away. A minute later, Emerson and uh, Saar came on. Doherty and Basuma went off. And then two minutes from time, uh, Skip and Spence came on. Hoybier and Perisic went off. Um, now, two last questions um, for us for the show. Um, of course, we're going to preview the next uh, Premier League game uh, midweek against Crystal Palace. But first of all, I just want to talk about the January transfer window. As I've said, it is now officially open. Uh, Leo, let's start with you on the January window. What do you think Spurs need? And I know you've touched on this already. What do you think Spurs really need in this window in the next 31 days, including today? Uh, but what is realistic and what do you think that Antonio Conte will be uh, will be given? Um, I think we, I think if we, if I was going to pick a player, I think it would either be a, 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 a wing back. That would be the player that we need. I think we we have players to come back, Ben Tukur, Kulusevsky and Richarlison um, that can, you know, bolster us up. So I think a right wing back is probably what we need. 
I think that should be our focus to 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 get. I don't know who's who's available right now that can come that can come and do a job, um, but that's 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 what I would. That's where I'll spend my money if we if we had thirty million. We'd I'd sell the whole bench that we had. But the bench this. isn't just a problem; it's some of the first team players. As well, well, that's what I'm saying. I'll sell. I'll sell. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of players I would sell right now. Tanganga, Sanchez, Sessignon, Royale. Those definitely I'll sell. You know, I'll hold on to Dyer because you know he can. You know, we we can still do a job for us till next season. But I know, I know, I know. A lot of people are going to probably shout now. But do you think the Spurs missed Eric Dyer today? No, but I've got to yeah, no. I, quickly, just just to ask your question quickly, the you know Dyer has made some shocking back passes. I don't know what if in the last game he did. He kicked the ball and it went out, and then they scored from the corner. And Brentford, the previous yeah. ga- the previous game he did a back pass or whatever, and he caught the and he's he's there's been a lot of um, mistakes that Spurs have been doing defensively, and it's not he's not the type of mistakes where. Only that the the football analysts will come and tell you on Sky Sports and say to, to us novices that was a defensive mistake. We've been seeing some clear cut. What the Shakes. fuck are you doing? Yeah. Type of mistakes. <laughs> you, know? you know, I mean, even today, Loris was it's, it's shocking. You know, your your world your world class World Cup fi- World Cup winner, World Cup finals goalkeeper, and I'm sorry, but he makes too many mistakes. And and he was the reason why we probably lost today's game. If we did, if we didn't make that mistake, maybe we could have won today, and we won't be having such a, such a, a, a deep negative uh, uh, um, reaction to today's result. And I think it's because of these mistakes that we've had with Dyer last week that that made us go one nil down, and then it was two nil down. Maybe if these drastic mistakes didn't happen, we might be having a different conversation here. So yeah, so I'll so for me, did we miss Dyer? No, because Dyer's been making a few howlers. Maybe he needs some time to relax his his breaches. Give all these other guys some chance. Romero, Langland, Dave. Let's see what they can do. I think they played all right today. I wasn't really too nervous about them. Loris took the mantle to make the mistake today, and so you know that's why that's predominantly why we lost the game today. But yeah, to answer your question, I'll get a right back. Uh, right wing back. That's that's who I would sign with the with the thirty pence that we have. <laughs> Dinner well, tokens. <laughs> in, in my opinion, we definitely need a right wing back, and we also need a centre back. Um, right. Ricky, let's come to you on this because I was quite baffled on my way home um, last week from the Brentford game when Antonio Conte came out and said we're okay with defenders. We don't need to sign any centre backs, which uh, I find baffling. Surely. It has to happen in this window that we have defensive reinforcements and a right wing back. I'm literally just hoping and praying that he was doing that to like protect the egos of the squad. Do you know what I mean? And protect the players that he does have. When when he needs them to go run through a brick wall, <clears throat> that he's just protecting that. And that's why I hope that he said that. But I, it, it's clear to everybody. And if we've only got 30 mil, I, I, this is what I think we should spend it on. Thirty million pounds worth of scratch cards and lottery tickets, <laughs> and cross our fingers. 
like from this country, from France. I, I just reckon let's just go spend that 30 million on all the scratch cards and all the lottery tickets that we can consume and then cross our fingers. That's what I reckon. I'm sorry, do you know what? I, I really didn't want to come on and like be ranty today. I wanted to come on and be positive. I, I love my team, do you know what I mean? But there's sometimes that you just can't be, be you can't be positive just for positive sake, you know? That we do have some good things in that squad. There, there was, there is change. We do know what that side looks like with Bensinka and Kulazewski in the side, like Leo was saying earlier. We haven't really seen the best of Richarlison yet, you know. So there are, there are bits there, but it's time to push the button. Do you know what I mean? It's time to go all out. It's time. We can't be talking about thirty mil. If that's the case, like I say, sell off the players that are already on loan. Sell off the players that you already don't want that were within the squad. And if you take a loss on those players, then at least you're getting something back. It's a, it's a loss overall, but it's something back that then can be reinvested. But to, to talk about 30 million or to talk about we haven't got the cash, it's there. It's sitting there. I think our board are on record profits that, that they've get bonuses and stuff that they've get. There's, there's you know, uh, Lewis is a billionaire. Levy's a millionaire. And everybody else is doing all right. So it's time to kind of keep going. Don't lose faith in what you started in the summer in putting that 60 million into Richarlison. And, you know, keep this going. Like you were saying there, Chris, it's time to be consistent. It's time to push forward. There, There is light at the end of the tunnel right now because we do still have a world-class manager. And if he can do what he done last year, which was hold them to account, and to go, look what I'm showing you. Look at that bench. You tell me how you want to win the league or a trophy with, with what I've got right now. Then they have to go to work right now. And they've got an opportunity, the, the board I'm talking about, they've got an opportunity right now to, like I've said earlier in the show, to inspire and to change the dynamic and, and the, the, the way that we think of those board members, of those higher-ups. They've got an opportunity to take it. Don't tell us the same old, same old. Don't tell us loan to buy or 30 mil or we've got a sell to buy any don't don't tell us the same old rubbish stop speaking and start acting what happened to lucas moore i agree with you ricky but what happened to lucas moore is he injured he's been injured the whole season bruv he's got inflammation and i don't know what but he's been injured the whole season yeah um rich do you think there's any chance that we could sign a creative midfielder in this january transfer window no, because obviously we need one and we don't go for things that we need. Um, like dead, dead war specialist. How many times have we talk, spoke about that? I can't believe we can't even no, score a free kick. Mate, okay. you know what? You know what? Seriously, so seriously, I'd rather have 10 players on the pitch and Ward Prowse just for the free kicks than what we've got at the moment. Just have him there for the free kick when it's there. Because when, when he's got a free kick, nine times out of 10, he gets it in the top corner. Mm. Because at the moment it's like it's like the, the ball's placed, and I remember I think it was was it two games ago or three games ago I saw Dyer turn around and went, "Harry, you're not taking this one." <laughs> to Harry Kane, and I'm like going, "My goodness, it's like so dead ball specialist. Why have we not got one? Right wing yeah. back. Why have we not got one? Creative midfielder. Why have we not got one? All the fans know what we need." Let's go and get those. But I'd say two or three players in in this window. Right wing back, I think we all agree we need to have that. We need to have a creative midfielder. I think um, uh, Madison would do a job. Um, I think, would we get him? I'm not sure. But for me, I, I, English as well. Um, 
especially when in Europe. I think he's shown his form. Um, I know he's, I think he's got an injury at the moment, so that probably wouldn't happen. And we need to have somebody at the back that instills a little bit more confidence as well. We can't. How many times have we talked about like Sanchez when he comes in, he plays well for fifteen minutes, and then that's it. And the the same as Ben Davis, he has a seven out of ten, but he's a squad player. He doesn't it doesn't affect your starting eleven. He doesn't upskill your starting eleven. And I think we just need to be honest about those players. If they're not good enough, then we need to move them on. Uh, Royale is never going to be a Spurs uh, right back, right wing back, or whoever back. He's never. He does move on. Do you know what I mean? Doherty, I'm just not sure how he fits. Uh, Today, he played well for the first 15 minutes. Obviously, him and uh, Brian Gill, one one play, that's it. But that's his showreel now in the Spurs shirt. That is it. That is it. I think that probably sums... Anybody can do that. I've got no legs. I can not make Tyson Mings. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Come on, man. Listen. Come on. These it probably sums. On. It probably sums our our season up, to be honest, Rich. Because um, name a game this season where every single player has played well for ninety minutes. It hasn't happened. We won six. We won six two, and for sixty minutes of the game, we were second best, weren't we? When we won six two, do you think this is what we? Do you think this is the period, the transitional period? Mate, I reckon this is counselling. This is counselling, man. We're going through counselling. It's just, it's just us four, thousands of people going through this counselling. Do you think this is what we Spurs? Because all the top teams that have gone on to improve, Liverpool, Arsenal, they've all have to go through this period of. Shitness, but ten years. Well, no, I'm (laughs) talking. You know what I mean. This is deep shit. It is, but I'm talking in this new Enic. We're 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 big dogs now. Two two seasons in, we're acting like you know Man City owners. We're buying players. Enic. These. I'm talking. Are we in on on the? The edge of the transition. Are we do, are we currently going through the the dull period? Obviously, due to injuries and stuff that we've just had. But are we going through that period that Arsenal were a season ago or two seasons ago? Are we there now to now reemerge when Conte's had more time? When we've got the players in? When we've got rid of all the deadwood? Now in a year's time. <laughs> in a year's time. In another 18 months' time or so, maybe we're going to... Because this today's game could be could be our Nuno moment. Mate. The difference look is they've got investment. After that game. Look how, we, right. look how we was, everyone was after that, that Man United loss. Maybe we, we need... These are the moments. We need to go through a few of these moments to calibrate us to help us understand where we are, to make us even strive even more. I promise you now, today's loss can only be beneficial overall to Spurs' progress. If we had won today, could we say that any other reason to say, okay, well, you know, you're still, you know, we're still in top four. Well, we don't really have to spend that much. But now it's like every, we can see everyone's pants now. Everyone's pants are, is the there. Brown. The brown, the brown, that's what they are. Like, the pants are brown. The pants are there. You know, everyone we can we can see everything is exposed. So 
Today's game has exposed everything. Conte is even talking some madness. Today's game might have been the 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 um what do you call it the 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 the, the, the bandage that we had to, the, the bandage that we have to rip off to say shit. We have to act. Today could be could be that catalyst. Chris doesn't think so. Chris is like, Leo, fucking hell, what are you chatting? Honestly, I just feel so frustrated. And uh, it, it was so dull. It was so quiet um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium today. And I don't I don't like it. I, I really mm. don't like it. I don't like the feeling. Um, and now, of course, we we face Crystal Palace on, uh, on Wednesday um, at Selhurst Park in the next Premier League game. Um, Ricky, let's 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 preview this game uh, next up in the Premier League because, uh, of course, we then face Portsmouth, then we have Manchester City, then we face Arsenal. This is like a really busy and a very very difficult couple of weeks coming up. It is, bro, and you know Crystal Palace. They've got a good young, hungry side as well, and they've had up and down results. But if they can, you know, smell this kind of no confidence in each other then they're going to go for it. They've got some powerful, quick players. You know, Zaha is one that will always get a foul or it will always do something to create something, you know. Um, so it's going, to be, it's going to be a tough game again. Um, but you know what? The guys are talking about the, the confidence. There ain't no confidence here in this side. And it's, it's, you can kind of see it left, right and centre. It's, it's like... You know, Lloris doesn't trust the back three. The back three don't trust the wing backs. The wing backs don't trust the the midfielders. The midfielders don't trust the defenders. And then then can we get the ball up front? And so there has to be, you know, we saw a lot of frustrated frustrated players out on that field today from minute one. Really, they wanted to they wanted to show up, but it was just frustrating because things are not clicking and they haven't really clicked, you know, for the majority of the season. So. It's another opportunity to wash this away. And it's another opportunity to turn into the players that they should be. You know, um, again, it's just, the January window is open. I don't want us waiting until the last week. And I don't want us to wait until transfer deadline day so that we have some Levy time and then we're linked with this one and that one. But you know what? Somebody, some other club nabbed him last minute or we didn't pay enough or we tried to get a discount. We could it's, it's, you know, we just need everybody to shake and bake, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, wake up. Wake up and let's go. You know, uh, them boys, you know, instead of being frustrated with each other and kind of uh, having no confidence in each other, they, they all need to wake up because if they don't, then, you know, Crystal Palace will have their wicked way with us. So I, I'm predicting a 2-2, Chris, at this moment in time. Um and we need to see some some real kind of movement from from the board t- tonight, really. But um, but yeah, very very soon. How do you see the Palace game going, Rich? <laughs> You've, done You've done that too much. Lose, I think we'll lose two one. Good grief! Is that it? That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I think. I did, yeah, I, you, you, you can't polish your turn and we're just playing shit at the moment, aren't we? So, 2-1. How are you feeling ahead of this game, Leo? I don't know who... I don't know if we have any players coming back to help, but, you know, the way football is, you know, I, I we could probably win the game. I don't know. It's just one of those situations where we're playing so shit that 
we expected to lose the next game and then we probably win the next three. I, it's just, I don't know. I, I can't really tell you right now. But all I know is, for sure, we're going to start shit. <laughs> do, do, do you know what was terrible against Brentford when Thomas Frank came out and said I, we knew that it was going to start slow and, oh. and so does every other fan and so does every other team yeah. so, so, so like this is where we're at right now things need to change real quick man yeah so do I think we're going to win I, 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 my heart says my heart says <laughs> I don't even know what my heart says. I where's, think the, where's where's the high press guy, guys? As well, where's the high press? It's can, still can in the dry cleaners, it? mate. It's still in the dry cleaners. <laughs> can, can I ask as well? Um, because it feels very uncomfortable. Uh, this question. Um, about next week, of course, we play Palace and Portsmouth, and then the following week is going to be oh, on, a huge oh. week: Manchester City away, Arsenal at home. Ricky, oh. if you you take you take today's performance and today's uh, atmosphere and 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 the way that the fans are feeling at the moment. If we haven't signed a top quality player by that point, and we go into that week, Manchester City away, Arsenal at home, with Arsenal still top of the Premier League table, in trouble. It doesn't feel good, does it? No, it doesn't feel good, mate. It doesn't feel good. Do we it not think? Sorry, do, do you not think Conte no, does I'm, all these things? Yeah, he's, that's and, and what I'm, he's going to be. Get me my effing players. I am not going to go through this month where I'm getting hung and quartered and battered. Because think about it. He ha, when when Spurs lose, when Conte loses, he, he looks at all his peers and looking at him and goes, "Well, Conte's lost." It doesn't feel good to lose. No one likes no, to lose. But, and but you don't want to go through January being battered. It's embarrassing. But, but my brother, right, one minute, everybody's had a week, six, a, a month, six weeks off, right, you know, of the premiership. You know, we've seen the, the Liverpool board move. We've seen Chelsea's board move and set up, set up. So what was Tottenham, Levy, Paratici, Conte doing in this month off, in this six weeks off? Why ain't these already kind of lined up? Why ain't the negotiations started early? You know, but, I'm, but, I'm but, just expecting excuses to come, and but I don't do want not, no more excuses. I need yeah, them but to do act. Not, are we thinking Call that the they're to someone, or what? Are we, is that what you're saying? That we're I just don't know, people. bro. I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore, bro. So I'm just Wait. waiting to see action rather than words. Chris, let me give you some advice. Let's give this channel another three seasons. If we don't win something, <laughs> let's change this deadline date. date I'll, I'll be done by then. <laughs> let's change it date inside. You know, you know, you'll be lucky to give this channel another another three games, let alone another three <laughs> seasons. <laughs> Um, oh, the other man. thing I want to mention as well, Harry Kane is on four yellow cards. So if he picks up a yellow card against Crystal Palace, oh, come on, he would then miss the Manchester City game, um, which obviously we don't want to happen. Um, Ricky, Richard and Leo, thanks so much for joining me this evening. I tell you what, we could talk for absolute hours. I know we've been talking for nearly two hours and there's been over a thousand, well, nearly a thousand people watching. Um, the live the like, please, it's a bit embarrassing. We've got 800 people watching and it's like, how many likes? A hundred. Come on, guys, you've got to do better than that, man. After all, what Chris is... Chris has to endure going to the game to watch that piece of shit to only have a hundred likes. Come on, let's... Let's at least give him a little bit of a smile. Let's get the let's get the lights up. 
Well, Leo, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you back and uh, tell everyone what you're up to at the moment and where people can find you on social oh, you media. Um, I'm on my social media. My social media handle is here. Um, I've got my duvet here because I've not been feeling too well. Yeah, me too. Prayers have kind of like, you know, giving me extra COVID, long COVID or, or Spurs COVID. So I'm just going to go to bed right now. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, we wish you very well and thank you so much for coming back. Um, I know it's never easy coming on this channel when we've lost, particularly in the way that we did today. Uh, Ricky, thanks so much for coming back and uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too. And all you guys know where to find me on Twitter, at Ricky J Norwood. On Insta, it's official Ricky Norwood. And um, yeah, you know what? I just got to send two shout outs, okay? So when I was in Torquay in my first week, I went into this lovely pub called the Clock Tower in Torquay. And it's a great old cosy pub. And the landlady was fantastic. But the first thing that happened, I had a pint in my hand and I got a tap on the shoulder from this gentleman that I can't remember the name of right now. But he was like, come on, you Spurs. And I was like, what's going on, mate? Come on, you Spurs. And he was like, no, you know what? I see you all the time on Chris Cowling's show and you're fantastic, bro. Let Chris know I love the show and I love everything that he puts out. I know Spurs are a bit up and down. But it's fantastic. Lovely to meet you. So to that gentleman there, I'm sending you some love and there's a bit of a shout out. And then on the day, the day before I, I left, I saw this young, uh, uh, there, there was a parents and there was this young boy and this young girl. But this young boy was wearing a Spurs top and the, the, his mum was coming towards me and they wanted a picture because they'd come and seen the panto and they know about EastEnders and stuff like that. But the first thing I said to the little boy was, come on you Spurs. And after taking pictures and chatting to him, his name was Giorgio. I remember that one. So big up, Giorgio, if you're watching. Um, yeah, I said to him, uh, yeah, make sure you tune into the Chris Colin channel, my friend. You know, uh, I'll be doing the game after Aston Villa at five o'clock. So hopefully his dad and him and the little sister and mumsy, they're all watching right now. So love out to Giorgio. Love out to the gentleman I saw in the clock tower. And love out to all you Spurs fans. There, there will be brighter days ahead, but we're just going to have to go through some stormy clouds. So I can't wait to see you again. Happy New Year to you all. Well, thank you for that, Rick. Thanks so much for coming back. And Richard, thanks so much for coming back. Uh, you've been a busy boy over the last few weeks. Tell everyone what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, so I've been super busy. So I've, I've not done a massive amount of training or running-wise because I finished obviously doing New York Marathon, but I was yeah doing a bit of work with the Spurs women's team recently. So I was at the training ground uh, supporting those those guys and girls um, towards, obviously, uh, hopefully getting up the table uh, in the men's and women's team, as well as working hard on my foundation. Uh, and also, obviously, the Spurs Ability Project to uh, make uh, the experience for everybody in the ground as enjoyable as possible and as inclusive. And uh, that's not just people with disabilities, that's from all minorities as well. So just, yeah, super busy, but um, just a big Happy New Year to all you Spurs fans. And uh, let's get behind the team. I think that positivity, we can we can provide the bullets for the gun for the team for sure. But we need to really get behind the team, especially over the next couple of uh, games. And I'll be in the stadium uh, with you in the uh, North London derby for sure. I'm really looking forward to that. I think... I think, like I say, I think we just need backed um, as a team. But I think also the fans really need to get behind the players now because that negativity in the stands definitely transmits onto the pitch. So let's get behind the team and come on, you Spurs.
Come on. Well, Ricky, Richard and Leo, thanks so much. And thanks to everybody who has uh, given us a question or, or put a comment on the comment section today uh, and supported the show. Really, really appreciated. And uh, as the guys have said, let's hope that we can get back to winning ways on Wednesday against Crystal Palace. I will see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.